When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, I'm Grongi Maguire and this is Chantel Fiducci and Pate. Hello. We bonded over our love of reminiscing about weird celebrity couples. The ones no one would believe happened if Google wasn't there to back it up. We want you to join us as we remember when love was young, times were simpler, and we really thought that Angelina and Billy Bob Thornton were going to make it. Every week we're joined by a celebrity guest to discuss the showbiz romance they never got over. So take our hand and stroll down memory lane with us as we remember the the way way they were. Hi Chantelle. Hi (laughs) Grania, how are you? I am. I can't sleep, I'm so excited. Tell me, tell me, tell me. It's, It's our next live show. It's coming up, guys. I know we kind of went mental at you a lot about the last live show. We told you every single week, come see it. But you know what? We were right. It was amazing. So So believe us this time. When someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. Well, if you didn't believe us the second time, it's going to be amazing. Tell them where it is, Grant. So it's at the Museum of Comedy in London, and it's October 25th. It's a weekday. It's a Wednesday. You have the midweek blues. You need some cheering up. Come on down and see us on stage. You know, it's very exciting, right? Our podcast, this has been recorded in the crypt of, well, I presume, I'm going to say it's an old church, but it's definitely a crypt. So when you think- It's a beautiful venue. It's a beautiful venue, but it's in a crypt. And this is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I think if we're talking about a dead couple, the week of Halloween in a crypt, I think- Seance, seance vibes. Seance, or we could bring them back to life. We could bring that love back to life. I mean, I can get a Ouija board between now and then. No problem. So I'm down with it if you are. If we can, and if we all can get together and just wear the hats, oh. get the cold drink going. Just with the- And you be, you be Nicole Kidman. I'll be Sandra Bullock. Ah. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's manifest the celebrity couple reuniting. We're doing it. Guys, you really don't want to miss this. October 25th, get your tickets now. Well, speaking of Nicole Kidman- We've got as our guest another stunning, stunning redhead. With better hair, with, I, would, with, I would argue better actually, hair than actually Nicole. Actually, much, much better hair. This is the best hair we've had on the podcast by a mile. Honestly, if ever there was an argument for making it a pay-per-view, it would be <laughs> the recording. <laughs> Me and Chantel, we were so distracted. I was like, I was really, it was a bit like a baby seeing like a dog on the train. <laughs> That's what I was about this woman's <laughs> glorious mane of hair. But luckily, she's not just a hair model. It's not like we booked a hair model. Not that there's anything wrong with hair models. She is a TV writer. She is Mm -hmm. a best-selling author. You may have read her book. Really good, actually. We really like her. It's Monica Heisey. The The way they were. Hi, Monica. Hi, Hi. Monica. (laughs) Hi. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on our podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. This is really exciting. I'm kind of fangirling a bit. Thank you. 
Oh, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. To anyone who doesn't know, dear sweet Monica here is not only an amazing comedy writer on great shows like Shit's Creek, which is amazing, but her recent book that just came out is really good, actually. <laughs> is the name of the book. And also it's wonderful. Such a great book. And that's why I wanted to have you on. I suggested you because your book's all about breakups and you went through a huge breakup at a very, at a very young age. So for our listeners who don't know, can you briefly... Give us a rundown of that. Yeah, so the novel is called Really Good, actually. Um, the paperback is out September 28th in the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, and nicely done, nicely done. You got to get it in, otherwise I'll forget to say. <laughs> it was you really seamless say, as well. It was really I know. Oh, sorry, I missed that. What, what was the date again? <laughs> it's September 28th in all good bookshops. Um, and it's, it's loosely based on, if not the actual events of a big breakup I went through in my uh, 20s, but certainly the emotional experience of divorce at a very young age. Um, I got divorced when I was 28 and the heroine of the novel, heroine is maybe not the right word, the narrator, the problematic narrator of the novel um, does the same thing. So it's kind of about her first year alone after a very, very long-term relationship comes to an end very abruptly um, and how crazy that can make you. It's an amazing, I absolutely loved it. I was just saying to you before we started recording, but it's just, can't recommend it enough, girls. If you mm-hmm. want a fun, great read that will make you literally laugh out loud on London public buses, I recommend it. And I whizzed through. I was done with it in like two weeks. It was so good. I'd love to be a divorcee. I think there's oh, something I know. very chic about it. That's it. We are big fans of divorce. I've always said the only reason to get married is to be a divorcee. Yeah. There's, nothing, there's nothing better than it. And you suit it. It suits you. Oh, thank you. Very glamorous. Yeah. I think when it first happened, it felt quite lonely to me. Um, but then I, I decided to lean in and it did feel mm. like you never felt cooler holding a martini glass. Exactly. Oh. It's, very, it's all about <laughs> dying. Um, it's all about Stockard Channing at the start of First Wives Club, you know, oh. on the roof, the drink. That's the dream. And you're Absolutely. one step closer than us, Monica. <laughs> that could be you. This is my fantasy to be a divorcee and for people to very much go, she's a divorcee. And I want a strong red lip, a cigarette holder, mm-hmm. a, a cocktail, yep. and I want to, a, um, a small hash with a veil over one eye. Yeah. And you go yeah. to parties and everyone whispers and looks. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dream. <laughs> my husband said that he will never divorce me just because he knows how much I want to be divorced. <laughs> <laughs> That is that is his sweet sweet well, revenge. You're newlyweds. Give it a few give it a few years okay. and see what he says. <laughs> Thank you. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Monica, your couple is. I know I say this every week, but genuinely, this one is iconic. Now, mm. as yet, beautiful Chantal does not yet know the couple of which we are about to do a deep dive into. I don't. But I do provide a few breadcrumbs. Chantelle, mm-hmm. I can tell you our golden couple got together in the year. Oh, it was a good year. It was a good year for Heartbreak. 1997. Okay, we're in my wheelhouse. Okay. Okay. 97. I'll help you picture the scene. Hong Kong breaks up with the United Kingdom for the final time. <laughs> we say goodbye to the Queen of Hearts and hello for the first time to Harry Potter. But that's not all that was going on because... If you found this breakup wicked hard, it's not your fault. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. <laughs> oh, oh you- this is um, Mini Driver and Matt Damon. 
Oh, fantastic breakup. Of course, we've been, this has been one we've been wanting to do for oh, Monica, mm-hmm. you little red-lipped angel. Thank you so much. And when it's all about the Oprah interview. Oh my God, there's so much here. I'm so excited. This is such a good one. Well done. Well done. Thank you. I'm, I'm thrilled. I'm pumped. When you think of celebrity breakups, there are few as iconic as Minnie and Mash. The, specifically the breakup, you're right. So, Monica, first of all, tell us. Uh, so, Matt Damon, of course, Hollywood star, Mona, I was about to say Monica Kowinski, mini driver. Uh, she is uh, English Rose. They got together on the set of Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. What was, what is it? Well, we'll do a deep dive, but first of all, what was it about this couple that you were like, oh, these are interesting? I, I want to talk about these goofballs. I think I always love of onset romance. I think that's always really interesting. But particularly this one was the breakup was so savage in a way that I almost would have thought that pre-social media would be hard to execute. Um, That's very true. Because you hear a lot these days about like, you know, regular people finding out their relationship is over because someone posted, someone took a relationship status down or someone posted something with a new person or or, you know, there's there's news that you weren't aware of. It's very easy to imagine discovering something that about your relationship status online that feels public but is private. Mm-hmm. But to have access to to do that via Oprah. <laughs> yeah, I was um, like peak Oprah as well, by the way. This is peak Oprah. The 90s, it doesn't get yeah. more than this. The late 90s. It's just a, oh, it's it's really bad. It's a bad one. Oh. And the fact that we all knew as well, like that it got, it wasn't, the fact that the tabloids all found out, like, oh, this is how she found out. You know what I mean? Without social media, that could have actually been kept quite private. We could have found out years later. But I think she said, I yeah, think she we said found the out word that she found out that way because she was like, what the hell? Oh, it's just wild stuff. Absolutely love it. So good. I mean, okay, so- for her, but so good for us. <laughs> so before we go any further, I can already, I'm already getting letters from readers saying, enough of this. What about their star signs? So, <laughs> I've got it covered. Mash, October 8th, Libra King. Mini, January 31st, Aquarius. Oh, we very rarely get an Aquarius, you know. Not a big star sign for celebrities, I've noticed. Okay, so Monica, just from your instinct, what do you think, just according to their star signs, what do you think was the chance of this pair ever making it work? My parents are Libra and Aquarius, and they've been happily divorced for 20 years. So uh, that's my only real knowledge of those two star signs. If you had to give it a percentage number, what would you give them based on your experience and (laughs) and this couple? Isn't that weird? Do you think subconsciously you were drawn to this couple because... To get into it about my own parents? Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know that I... How did your mom find out about the split? (laughs) Matt Damon's star sign. Um, I think my understanding is that I would have thought that on paper they, they would be fairly well matched because like... Aquarians are a bit reserved, I think, emotionally, and Libras are supposed to be quite balanced. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's very balanced behavior to be running your mouth on Oprah. No. Exactly. No. It's almost like you're trying to say the star signs don't really mean anything, which is a I would never crazy go thing on to say. record and say that. <laughs> I think all relationships have about a 50-50 chance of working 50%. Out. That's a 50. 50. You never had a 50%. I you the first person to say that. Monica <laughs> is playing bizarre. her cards very close to her chest. <laughs> and I respect that. 
Um, I'm going to say that they're meant to, as Monica quite rightly said, these, this is a couple that's meant to on paperwork. So I'm going to go high and say that they're meant to be like 85% or something. Okay, well, I'll tell you, this is the ch- This is what they had just from the start. This is what their horoscopes gave them to work with. Mm. Aquarius, mini, will want to do anything really for as long as their life doesn't fall into a boring routine. So Aquarius are supposed to be about, you know, vibrancy, action, doing things. Libra, Mash, will have trouble deciding what they want to do. And this could drive their partner crazy. If something can launch Aquarius, Mini, into the orbit, it's a lack of spontaneity. And Libra, Mash, can sometimes be the opposite of spontaneous. 65%. Oh, okay. It's not so bad. That's not so bad. That's, that's for us. That's actually pretty high. That's quite good. That's quite good. So Minnie, she's free. She's in the moment. <laughs> Matt Damon is like, oh God, no, I need to, you know. Break up with her. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So let's have a look at their romantic CV before they've met. Mm-hmm. So they, they meet quite young. So there's not that much uh, to go on. So Damon is, Damon Yep, Matt mm-hmm. Damon. I keep thinking I'm saying Damon Albert. Matt Damon is born in Cambridge, Massachusetts. He's the son of a stockbroker and an early childhood education professor. Now, his parents get divorced when he's two years old. And him and his mother and his, his other siblings move into a six-family communal household. Really? Yeah. I did not see a Joaquin Phoenix vibe in his past. That is surprising. Yeah. No mm. idea. Okay. So it's a bit vibey, bit hippie, uh, a hippie Boston household. Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's a rare mix. <laughs> so his brother Kyle goes on to become a sculptor and an artist, but Matt is a lonely teenager. Said. He said he felt he never belonged. He ended up going to an alternative school. Uh, he got really big into theatre where he met a little boy called Ben Affleck. And then he said when he was a teenager, he felt in such pain wanting to belong somewhere and not belonging. Oh, Matt. Poor little objectively good looking blonde hair, blue eyed Matt. <laughs> How did he survive? <laughs> Uh, so then poor, things get worse for little Matt Damon. Things get a lot worse. He ends up going to Harvard. Oh, <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> Why can't this guy get a break? <laughs> so he's in Harvard. Things get even worse. He's awarded the Harvard Arts Medal before he leaves uh, to pursue his career as an actor. Of course. As an actor. His relationship dating before he meets Minnie, it's a bit vague because this is all pre-fame. He apparently dated a doctor and possibly dated Claire Danes. The internet isn't sure. Wow, I don't remember that. Okay. That's an exciting couple if that did happen. I'm into that. It must have been after she was with, what's his name? The singer Ben, whatever his name is. Anyways. Very into Claire Danes. So, so he's, we're thinking Matt Damon, he's sort of a nerdy, maybe, maybe Molly Coddled, yeah, I if think, I may be so rude. I think if we call him a nerd, we need to just redefine the word nerd. <laughs> just think we can't be throwing that around with Matt Damon. 
Uh, meanwhile, across the Atlantic, Minnie Driver is growing up a, a very privileged, but I think ramshackle childhood. Her dad was married to somebody else the entire length of his relationship with her mother. Her mother was a former model. Minnie grew up in Barbados. And then she was sent to a really posh hippie boarding school. Was her sister called Laurie or was that made up? I always heard that her sister was Laurie and she was Minnie and it was Laurie Driver and Minnie Driver. <laughs> so I was completely serious. And I thought that was like, I've, I've like been to several parties and told everyone this and everyone's believed me. That has <laughs> was, the vibe of a lie that a British person would tell you as a private joke. And yeah. then they wouldn't reveal that it was a lie until very late in the evening when maybe you would forget. And you wouldn't <laughs> think it would be a joke because it's, uh, not funny enough to quite be a exactly. Joke. Just like, it just seems like it's a just like quirk. a lie, but they love to do that over here. It's a it's a they hallmark do. of British small talk, especially to us. So, yeah. apologies to everyone that I've then forwarded that lie to at several <laughs> parties. But I tell things with such confidence, people do tend to believe me. So. We can officially now say that isn't the case. Okay. And that's the American way. That's they're the just American doing, way. They're doing what British people do. You're doing what Americans do. <laughs> We're all and just I'm following into place. Doing what Canadians do and being very credulous. Yeah, and, and saying you're both okay. <laughs> Grania, be Irish and do something. Uh, I just want Mindy to be happy there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> so... Before she meets Matt, she's already slightly famous. Her career is going quite well. She does she's Circle do- of Friends. That was she's a big one. She's done Circle of Friends. She's done GoldenEye. She's done Gross Point Blank. She's done uh, Sleepers. Had she already done Gross Point Blank by then? Wow, that was big. That yeah. was a big film. Yeah. Matt is also a buzzy actor, but not on the same level. He's done Courage Under Fire with Meg Ryan. That was massive when he lost all the weight. That was huge. He lost like 12 pounds. <laughs> I was like, how did he do it? <laughs> he spoke about it so seriously. It was more than 12 pounds. I'm being facetious, of course. But still, come on. He's a 20-something dude. Like, it was fine. Mm. Anyways. So they meet in New York. Minnie has been given a script by a guy she was casually dating. Oh. See, I think Minnie, because I read her memoir, and the vibes I get from her, she's very, like posh English girl confident mm-hmm. she's very like she dates guys she doesn't yeah. get hung up she's very like she yeah she strikes me as quite and I don't mean this in a you know like pejorative way quite like a cool girl yeah and she's mm-hmm. she's always the one leaving the guys behind yeah I get cool girl vibes so she's dating a guy he slips her the script for Goodwill Hunting she's like oh my god this is an amazing <laughs> script she, she has a her- script hanging around just like <laughs> slides it over one night it's really weird was it got was it her agent I don't understand and then she rings her agent and she's like any chance that I can get uh, in to be seen for this part and her agent is like oh my god everybody's trying to get seen for that part but Minnie being Minnie she does it she gets an audition for this buzzy, cool script. So she's really nervous at the aud- for the audition. Then she says, the director, Ben and Matt come in and they're really late. One of them has broken their foot and they're all hungover. Right. So they're, they're taking it really seriously. They're taking it really seriously. Now, Minnie does her audition and she's smashing it. She's absolutely killing it. She's like, I know, I know I'm doing it brilliantly. Meanwhile, poor Matt Damon is really hungover. 
So he's doing the audition and he's like, can't remember the lines. He's got the cold sweats. So he knows he's ruining it for her. So he stops everything and says, I'm sorry, I'm ruining your audition. Give me two minutes. So then he goes, gets a glass of water, some fresh air, comes back, starts the audition again. He's in the zone. It's incredible. The chemistry's off the stream. Fireworks is off the scene. So this is how Mash describes the audition in an interview from around this period. She's just so extraordinary, just so real. We started doing the scene in a movie where we get into a huge fight and she did it three times in three different accents. (laughs) She did it in an English accent, an American accent and an Irish accent. She loves doing an Irish. (laughs) She loves doing... In fairness... She's good. It's her she is good. I thought she was Irish. She is good. She is good. It was just like extraordinary in each one. And finally, she's doing it in this Irish accent. And it's the third time she's doing it. She starts the scene and I like totally blanked. After four and a half years of trying to get this movie made, I didn't know where I was, who I was or what was going on. And she's standing there with this Cheshire cat smiling, thinking, would you like to join me in the scene? Or are you going to stand there with your tongue hanging out? I was like, uh-oh, can we start again? All dorky and stuff. But she's just tremendous. Wow, he's wow. enamored. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So... Like, Monica, imagine she is this new girl by tech. Like, she's just moved to New York. She's buzzy. This is like the coolest script in town. She auditions with the guy who wrote the script. He looks like early 20s Matt Damon. (laughs) And he's obviously, like, not only falling in love with her, but just thinks she's the most talented actress in the whole world. It's so romantic. I mean... Well, it would be more romantic if he was being more professional, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> if he wasn't hungover, it would help. Yeah. But I guess that builds into the whole like, what are we doing? We're just a bunch of crazy kids in, yeah. in Hollywood. You you could very much see how that would be exciting, and particularly the feeling of nailing the audition mm-hmm. on its own, and then to add like a good flirt on top of that feeling would be pretty crazy. I think. She must have felt sort of like pretty. I've always wondered this as I've watched this. I mean, I know Good Will Hunting almost like by heart. I've seen it so many times now. I always have wondered, like, they definitely, they obviously did not write that character to be an English girl, to be a British girl. And I always thought she must have really blown them away at the audition for them to essentially have to change a huge part of her backstory. I mean, they didn't really have to do much, but just to let her be an English character when it definitely was written as probably American. You know what I mean? I always thought like she must have done a lot here because it does kind of, it is a bizarre sort of twist in the film or just a wrinkle that she's randomly 
British. And that definitely wasn't what they were going for. And I was right. <laughs> she did pull it away. <laughs> or maybe he just fancied her, or maybe both. She is great in the film, though. And I know the fight scene they're talking about, and it's a great fight scene. Uh, and Monica, was it like Goodwill Hunting that you first sort of discovered upon Minnie and Mash? Or where did you find them first? Yeah, I actually think I saw Goodwill Hunting kind of late. And so I actually think I found out about them through the breakup first I think that was like because 1997 I was like eight maybe so this was your first big celeb breakup yeah so I and my mom was big on watching Oprah of course she has to find out that drama had happened at Oprah was like finding out someone had done something crazy at your aunt's house or something yeah (laughs) totally it wasn't a scandalous show Oprah as well so this was kind of quite a big deal to have something like this happen yeah, and also for the scandal to be kind of in retrospect, like we saw it and we didn't know it was this big deal. You know, it's like mm-hmm. having an interaction with someone and then finding out it was a famous person. After. Yeah, mm-hmm. completely. Well, Minnie and Matt, they they don't even know that's that's not, that's ahead of them. Yeah, They're just two really harsh, buzzy young <laughs> actors falling in love in, in a rehearsal an studio in an Oscar-nominated film. <laughs> Everything's going really great for Minnie and Matt so far. So she smashes the audition so much so that they've rewritten the part so that it's a now a British character. Uh-oh, two days later, producer Harvey Weinstein says they can't cast her because she's not hot enough. That sounds uh, like that, that, that checks out. <laughs> she wouldn't go to the hotel room, so she can't be in it. Okay. So what did they fight for fight for Minnie? I mean they obviously did. So then Matt Ben and the director, Gus Van Sant, said they won't make the film without her. Wow. Oh my God, wow. That so almost s- makes up for him dumping her on Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> so they carry on, they're shooting the film and they are falling in love. This is how Minnie describes it. I was completely in love with Matt. I was blown away by his commitment to me as an actor. He was cute and intelligent and altogether a really charming package. Oh, he really was as well. She had him at his peak. Mm. He was good, don't you think? Like that was like peak Matt Damon. Absolutely. So She did really well. <laughs> so this is, this is, Monica, what do you think about like on work crushes, romances? Are you a fan of them? I think um, they're important to have, like, to keep the day going, especially on something where you're working long hours. Not necessarily something that the other person is aware of, but just someone who's your favorite person. Yeah, like your crush, your office yeah, crush. You know it's only, like, they're only office hot, and you know that outside of the office, they're actually not that hot. Yes, yes. It's just... It's you like have to a, keep reminding yourself that. It's just office hot. <laughs> they're it's, not. Like, it's like uh, airport hot. Yeah, airplane hot. Oh, yeah, airplane hot. Have you ever had like a little like mini airplane boyfriend, like a little like mini relationship on a flight? Yeah, anyone that you sit next to who's within twelve years of your age is your boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's so. I've had it twice, and it was, and I've seen another couple do, it and they actually kissed, and I was like, guys, calm down. <laughs> they, they kissed kiss? at the end of the flight. I'll never forget this. They got up. He was he was English and she was American. They're in their twenties. I was sat behind them. I was like fourteen. I was watching this like happen all flight. He had a friend next to him who was kind of getting a bit annoyed by it, and they were just constantly flirting. And he was like talking about how it was so cool. She did her hair really quickly. All this stuff. And then at the end of the flight, they were on one of those big uh, rows, like a five seat or four seat row. And she got off one side. And he was on the other side, and we were all filing off the plane. And then he like 
almost like it was in a move, like romantically rushed across the aisle to give her a kiss. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. And I was like the only one that seemed to be like aware of this couple, this like rom-com that had happened during the flight. It was so exciting. And then she's like, oh my God. And they were like giggling and stuff. And then I saw them at baggage claim and it was really awkward. Because <laughs> I was like, this has to end, guys. It's like 7 a.m. in London. And you're like, what are you going to do? Go to the go home together? It's just done. But it was exciting. Yeah. Anyway, sorry for that little diversion. It's a little mini rom-com there. I mean, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they stayed together. I mean, we all know they didn't. Okay, so there's one thing about like having sort of crushes on people at work Mm -hmm. and maybe the excitement of maybe you start going out with somebody at work. That's really, really exciting. Can you imagine the absolute like hell or like (laughs) string of bad choices of you start going out with somebody at work and then you're asked to give interviews about what you think about the person that you're working with. Right. You've now got a bad crush on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so this is an interview from Minnie Driver just when she's finished making Goodwill Hunting. Oh, and they're not together at this point? They well, are probably, together. No, they're like, together. No one knows. Oh, no one knows. Nobody okay. knows. She's asked what Matt Damon is like to work with. Oh, God. <laughs> Minnie says... I don't think he realizes how incredible he is. Oh, God, she's in love. (laughs) I know it seems like some finger has just come out of the sky and chosen him, but he's seen it before. But Matt deserves it. It's right. It's it's justice. Somehow he got left out of the mix. He knows that being flavour of the month will be over when the month is over. It's a scary thing. But everybody's lucky to get their shot. And I don't think you can find a better actor. Oh my god, it's justice. <laughs> She's down bad. That's the risky thing of like, I guess, actors dating actors is that like, there's so much evidence of your relationship in the world and that those early crazy days when you're having all of those thoughts, but normally you just bother the group chat with them. Exactly. You've given that to like Entertainment Weekly. Oh god, it's so embarrassing. You have to go back and read that and it's just... That those heady first few months of a relationship should not be a time when you can speak publicly about how you feel about yeah. the person. They should not let you on record. <laughs> should not be on the record, especially in your 20s, when you just think like this guy is going to like change the world. It's justice that he gave. He's the best actor ever. Oh my God, isn't he so cute? I mean, she might as well just say, I love him to pieces. I want to eat him up. It's so <laughs> bad. Poor Minnie. And I think it's this is hard for us. Well, 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 but she's not. So basically, Goodwill Hunting comes out. Her and Matt Damon, two of them are just now the face of young, cool, hip Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They are on the red carpet. They're not just famous. They're cool famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and, know exactly what you mean. Yeah, it's like Leo and Claire from Romeo and Juliet, but like times 10 because this is such a much more critically acclaimed film than that was as well oh god these kids never had a chance <laughs> so um monica i think now's an appropriate time to drink 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 we've got um, a flip phone here and it is matt and mini but from let's say late we'll, we'll, still, we'll, we'll still say it's 1997 they're in town just for one night in london you know they're both filming they're just but they They'd like you to hang out with them. So yeah. what do you imagine a night out with Minnie and Matt just at their peak? Goodwill Hunting has just come out. What do you imagine a night with them out as a couple would be like? I think it would be quite fun. I think they seemed like they would not be the kind of couple that made you feel left out. 
ideally, I think when you're hanging out with a couple, I have a few sets of couple friends that are like this. You almost feel like their adopted child Mm -hmm. is the ideal vibe, but like they're adopted or like they're your cool aunt and uncle. Mm, They're like, they're responsible for some reason because you're alone and they're not, they're responsible for you. Yeah. They're always checking on you. Yeah. They have to, they have to make sure you have a great fun night because they're already having a great fun night. They're incredibly in love. (laughs) Um, And so they make you their kind of project for the evening. And I think it would involve a lot of hard drinks and some food in a in booth seating. And yeah. I suspect that Minnie Driver likes a dance. Oh, I can mm. see that. I suspect there might be like a late night Soho dancing situation. Mm. What do you think the dynamic between them as a couple is? Do I you think it's just pretty good. I bet it was very flirty. I think mm. they both seem kind of like smart and silly and they would be so high on having been that cool. I can't even, yeah. it's hard for me to imagine the vibe because I've never been that cool in my life. But <laughs> the two of them were, like you just said, like the coolest kids in school for a while. Yeah. They had just made this successful movie together and falling in love with someone feels like a huge success that you've made together as well. So they like literally made this huge success. They have this private gorgeous success that everyone's mm. psyched for. I think it would be, I think it would be a heady mix. I think you're right. And they both seem to be so like, enamored with each other like they both seem to find the other one just incredible and kind of almost out of their league and oh my god they have this like really like respect for each other at this point you know they're both like he's amazing no no she's the amazing one that's what you need the feeling of like i can't believe i can't believe their luck do you think i'm just thinking like because Minnie in my head is so like cool bohemian english girl and matt damon is so american he's so Mm -hmm. like he looks american he's that like Boston jockey nerdy guy I think that would have been a really I like that mix it's quite a sexy mix it's literally them from Goodwill Hunting it's literally <laughs> their other characters they're both really smart they're both really cool and they're both really hot and isn't it great yeah it's great that's why they end up together at the end yeah I'm I'm jealous of them and I'm jealous of Monica hanging out with them <laughs> really of yeah good for problem. me yeah yeah I imagine Minnie being quite like cheeky, very confident, and mm. Matt being like slightly earnest and like getting the rounds in, and Minnie being a little bit like cheeky, quite flirty with other guys, and Matt. Yeah, a bit of a firecracker. Yeah. Yeah. Although I think he was quite cheeky back in the day as well. I, I think would, him I and Matt Damon comments. were pretty naughty back in, or him and ben, ben Affleck were pretty naughty back in the day. Yeah, they're funny guys. They're funny. Yeah. So I think they'd be, I think he'd be making, I think that's why they got along so well. I think he was probably busting her balls quite a lot. Oh, they'd be, they'd be, they were great. Yeah. <laughs> really into this couple. <laughs> so Minnie and Mash, they're. So even their the, names, Matt and Minnie. Okay. And Minnie, Minnie and Matt. They're the it couple. Uh, so they both moved to London to work on different films. Then Minnie panics. So this is in her memoir. She panics and breaks up with them. Just panics all too much. She panics. She breaks up with him. And then begs him to take her back. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. So she's a bit freaking out. She's a bit overwhelmed by it all. Her mother sits her down and says, you need to learn to love him with looser hands. Oh, no. I mean, not bad advice, though, for all of us. So she is, she's she's a bit overwhelmed uh, by it all. Uh, She decides to leave her agent... And sign with Matt's agent. 
Let's not lose hands. <laughs> that sounds like quite a tight grip. Yeah. <laughs> so her dad says, Minnie, this is a terrible idea. You're going to lose all your independence. Your agent's loyalty will be too much. And when this relationship ends, you'll be screwed. Oh, no. Minnie's reaction is, why does it have to end? Oh, no, Minnie. Yeah. Oh, no. It was doing so well. Can we go back to when they're hanging out with Monica? <laughs> <laughs> the highlight of their relationship, I'm sure. <laughs> was. Oh, so, no. So this is like, it's become, this is like her, she's now got the level of success that she's been working for and, you know, and it's all intertwined with her relationship with Mash. Yeah. Like two things mm. are completely connected. So Minnie says, my family loved Mash. It wasn't that. It was they could see that this young man was rocketing really fast and so was I. And when you're young, it's pretty hard to keep your head on straight and to maintain a grounded sense of deportment. They were like, this may end badly for reasons that are to do with all these things coming together in a perfect storm. Yeah. Okay, why are my parents so smart about showbiz? What do they do? Right? (laughs) Because, I mean, how... I know we... I don't know if you mentioned it, but are are they both the same age? Are they both like he was so like they're both, no, 20... they're both the same age. They're both the exact same age, born in the same year. Which born was in... what, 24, 25? So, how old were they? No, 20, they weren't that young. 25? They were born in, hang on. It was born in 1970. Uh, 1970. So this no, they, is 1970. They were 20. Yeah, yeah, so, so they were 27. Yeah. So they're 27. Yeah. So they're both eyes. Oh, God, that is a hell of an age to be doing what they're doing yeah. and getting as famous as they're getting. And. He's about to win the Oscar. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. Okay. So she feels under immense pressure because she feels like she's finally got everything she wanted in love and in work. And it's it's all all happening at the exact Mm -hmm. same time. She mashes her dream man. And also (laughs) all her work dreams are coming true. So she feels she has to take every single opportunity that she's offered. And she feels her career and her love life are now completely dependent on each other. Oh my God. That is terrifying. And so around this time, they move in together and are constantly surrounded by the paparazzi. In England as well. So no, this is, they're in New York now. They've moved oh, to New okay, York. Oh, okay, that's not as bad. Okay. So Still not this, great. This is, so a huge amount of pressure. Uh, Matt goes on David Letterman in December uh, while promoting a film and says that Minnie pretty much rocked my world. Oh, that's wow. nice. So he says that in December. Okay. Oh, you know the way no. when you watch, you know, um, a police drama about like a real murder, you know, when they go into real detail in like a timeline, you know, something bad's going to happen. Yeah. So, <laughs> early December. Yeah, now that you're bringing up the on, dates. <laughs> he goes on David We're on the downward slope. <laughs> saying, Minnie pretty much rocks my world. She goes home for Christmas. Okay. Okay. She says, like, things are have become a little bit tense because, you know, they've become like this brand and they're po- constantly surrounded by the paparazzi. Lots she of goes pressure. Home, she goes home for Christmas. She comes back in January the 2nd. Mm-hmm. Matt says he needs some space to, con- to complete his film. Could she go back to L.A.? Is this January 1998? Yeah, this is January 98. So he's been so he's on David Fleshman. So he's winning the Oscar in like two months as well. Okay. So he has the whole Oscar bullshit's all happening. Yeah. Okay. All Oscar. So Monica, I'm going to ask you, if you're Minnie and he <laughs> says, can you move out of our flash so I can focus on working on my film? Do you think we're on a break or we've broken up? Break. You think on a break. If you're saying that there's a deadline, I need to finish my film. 
that implies that when the film is over, you can come back. Okay, good reasoning. Monica, they're on a break. Chantal, what do you think? I've had experience of this where I lived with a boyfriend and he was like, oh, let's not live together anymore, but we're still a couple. And I was like, okay. And I had to have my mom sit me down and be like, Honey, <laughs> if he doesn't want to, doesn't want to live with you anymore, he's a hop, skip, and a jump away from dumping you. You need to. This is it's done. And he hadn't actually broken up with me, but she was one hundred percent right. And I think I would. And I think I was around. I was younger than her. I was about twenty two at the time. But I think, being what we've heard from Minnie's parents so far, I'd be surprised if one of them didn't say, "Honey, I think maybe he's he's over it," because there's very. If you live with someone and you're saying, "Let's move out, but stay together," honest, I promise. But don't you I, think it's I agree like, with Monica, though, also that you could say, listen, I need two months to go away and finish doing my thing. Bear with me. I do stuff like but, that all the time. I mean, it's gone really badly for me to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I think I would, if I was in her shoes, I would believe it. But if I was her parents, I'd be saying this is, this is on its way out. So I think this means break up, but he's not really saying that. Maybe he himself isn't really aware that he means that. You know what I mean? Yeah, now I feel like maybe he didn't even know that's what he was asking. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't think he realized it. I don't want to paint out him. So far, he doesn't, he doesn't sound like he's being an asshole. Yeah. Because you haven't got to the Oprah bit yet. <laughs> so he's, I just need some space to finish my film. Can you move back to LA? So she moves back to LA. She doesn't hear from him. As she hear from him. She doesn't hear from him. She doesn't hear from him. As she's sort of like just sitting with her feelings and wondering what is going on, there are billboards of Matt Damon's face uh, as far as her little eye can see. She's I so- always think of this, having to see their face everywhere. My, I think of this all the time about celebrities. I don't know how they handle it. Basically, she's oh everybody God. who's ever been dumped by a comedian during the Edinburgh Fringe Festival. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. She hasn't heard from him. She's oh, in the God. supermarket one evening late at night. <gasps> and on the cover of all the magazines are pictures no. of Matt with another actress. Having uh, a big old no. smooch. Oh, <gasps> who? It's Winona Ryder. I thought it was Winona. I was going to say is it Winona. I didn't want to jump the gun. Oh, no. And she was so cool then. I mean, she's so, oh, so cool now, but she was so cool then. Honestly, if your boyfriend's seen Mitch, can be like, I just be like, oh, well, that's that then. Was <laughs> He's she got Winona. rebounding from Johnny Depp? Maybe. It's been a, I think it's been a while. I think they split up in like the early 90s. Okay. It was, I think it'd been some time. Okay. But still fucking cool Winona Ryder. Yeah. So this is how Minnie describes it. Oh, it's God. funny now when I think about walking down the magazine aisle in my <sighs> local supermarket at midnight with my best friend. We were, mm-hmm. we were like... Are you seeing this? And my friend was like, this is super weird. I can't believe this is happening. I feel like we're in a movie. I would totally watch this movie, even though I know you're super heartbroken. This is really weird. This is really weird. <laughs> I like her friend. Yeah, I really respect that friend not not putting a good spin on this in any way. It's actually like, let's take this back to what I'm going through right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my God. So this is before the interview situation has happened. Before just, the interviews even happened. This is him taking some space. Oh. Well, it might make the interview less surprising now. Yeah. Less blindsided then now that I know they haven't had any contact in several weeks and he's been front page smooching Winona Ryder. Winona Ryder. Smooching Winona. 
She goes there on a break. It's fine. It's a mix-up. Then he goes on Oprah It's a mix-up when, she, when he, he thought it was her. What's the mix-up? So this is January 1998. So we haven't even gone through two full okay. calendar months since he's telling David Leshman that she rocks the world. Uh, Oprah asks him if he's seeing anybody. These are I'll go, I'm going to quote Matt Damon exactly what he said to Oprah. Well, I'm single. I was with Minnie for a while, but we're not really romantically involved anymore. We're just really good friends and I love her dearly. I care about her a lot. We care about each other a lot. It wasn't meant to be, you know. And if it's not meant to be, then it's not meant to be. Oh my, I had no idea he just went that hard. I thought he was, oh, you know, no comment type. Oh my God. That's so bad. That is savagery. He really did just say all the things you say in a breakup, but to... To Also, I think it's crazy to assume you can say that to a woman you haven't had this conversation with and then add that we're friends. We're friends? Such a good point. We're friends. We'll always love each other. Probably not. Speak for yourself, Matt. (laughs) I don't think she will. I thought it was like insinuating that he was like maybe not seeing someone. He just really went for it. I thought he said I'm, I knew he said I'm single, but I didn't know about the detail. The he said her name. Not even like, oh, I was seeing someone. I was seeing Minnie Driver. I am no longer seeing Minnie Driver. <laughs> like, Jesus. Eight weeks ago, she was rocking his world. But now I smooched Winona. And what are you going to do? <laughs> Jeez. <sighs> Oh, he might God. as well have said, how do you like them apples, Oprah? <laughs> hey, nicely done. Girl. Yeah. But, you know, it's really like what I feel so sad about Mini Driver is that like during that moment, it's that's when you need Oprah the most. Yes. <laughs> so you can't true. turn to Oprah. So and what I love about Minnie is she, so she responds. She's not like, hmm, whatever. This is how she responds. It's So this is a month later, she responds in the LA Times. It's unfortunate that Matt went on Oprah. It seemed like a good forum for him to announce to the world that we were no longer together, which I found fantastically inappropriate. Of course, he was busy declaring his love for me on David Letterman a month previously. (laughs) Yes, Minnie! Wow. (laughs) Hint, hint, we aren't friends anymore. (laughs) Now... Would you believe me if I said things are about to get worse? Oh, brilliant. How? Because she's just been dumped via Oprah Winfrey in front of the (laughs) entire world by Matt Damon. And now she has to go on an Oscar press tour. Of course. Yep, of course. Because they still have to promote the film that they fell in love on Mm -hmm. for the Oscars. Oh my God. So she has to do press. So she's nominated for Best Supporting Actress, Mm -hmm. which should be like, think of the cursed chalice. Talk about like, you know, the the monkey paw. Be careful what you (laughs) wish for. Like she got nominated for an Oscar and every single interview she was asked, so are you going to wear a revenge dress? Oh, God, the 90s. This poor girl. So they both win, both her and Matt Damon win Best Male and Female Star of Tomorrow. 
and have to stand on stage together with their awards, even though they have not spoken to each other since that evening in New York where he said he just needs a little bit of time. Oh my God, this is horrible. This is so bad. It did get so much worse. (laughs) Then Oscar night, there is a cameraman all the time just focused on her face. I remember that. I've watched the speech several times and it is right there on her. Basically while he's just, winning? Just, yeah, while, while they win. While he's winning, yeah. yeah. Not just hers, her, Gus Van Zandt, Robin, his parent, whatever. But still, yeah, it is on, on her. She does seem very happy for him. I think in the moment she was like, well done, you've won. But it it's a lot. <laughs> Knowing this now, I'm going to rewatch it and really stare at her eyes more. So this is what she said about that night, about the photographer. He'd literally been told, stay on me. And he was just up in my grill. He was waiting for the moment. <laughs> up in my grill. <laughs> this, this was 97. <laughs> he was just waiting for the moment I was going to break or something was going to happen or I was going to get up and scream. Well, she covered it very well. She covered it very well. She looked like she was just very happy for her friend. Mm-hmm. And inside then- she was seething. And this is what she said, I had to be the victim. It's horrendous breaking up with somebody anyway, but to have it be done so public and to be cast on a role that I would never play if they were paying me this wronged woman. And can you can we also just remember who were the dates for Matt and Ben at the Oscars that year? Was their mothers? So like he sat uh... with his mother. Do you know what I mean? So you can't even be like shitty with him because his mom's right there, like watching her son win an Oscar. And presumably she would have met his mom before and had to be like, hi, Sally, or whatever, you know, whatever. Hi, Mrs. Damon. Yeah, I'm the dumb dex girlfriend. And she's like stood right behind him. Did she not? Do you know what I mean? Did she not say anything cutting to him at the after party even? If she did, we don't know about it. Oh, Unfortunately. It's lost, <laughs> be injustice. it's lost to the mists of history. Although I think, oh. in fairness, if Minnie had said something, she would have told us. I feel like that <laughs> as well. I feel like that as well. I think she let him have his moment. That's very classy. So well, yeah, I think I think you'd have to be particularly. I mean, I know she was the scorned woman, so to speak, but you'd have to be. If someone's just won an Oscar, I think you'd have to be pretty shitty to try to cut him down that night. Oh yeah, I mean, do you know what I mean? He didn't like kill anyone. He just ended the relationship badly. Like, relax. That would have been quite quite bad of her. Although I would have kind of loved it, obviously. I feel like it would be hard to resist making a reference to the breakup. Yeah. To spend that much time around that person, all around, all based around the movie that you've made together, with everything else having been so public, and then to never say anything. I mean, the real fantasy here is what if she had won the Oscar? Then what would she have said? That's the real dream. Thank you so much, guys, for choosing me. Like what she would have said. And I want to give this to all my nominees. And a special shout out to Winona, wherever you are. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll get one one day. <laughs> Something it was nice like that. Watching would be great. Catherine Bigelow win hers. In front of her ex-husband. Oh yes, yes, yeah, gorgeous. That it's was a, a good talk. So yeah, she won her best direct directing Oscar, and uh, James Cameron was there in the in the audience, yep. looking all like half. It's nice for a man to have to eat crow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just Big for time. once. Just just for once. Yeah. Um, so after the breakup, Damon says, um, "Damon, Matt says um, in an interview." He after so he he goes out with Winona for a little bit and then they break up. And he's mm-hmm. linked to other celebrities, but then he says, um, "These days, I definitely only date, as we say, civilians." Which is true. I mean, that's what he, he married a civilian, as he calls it. So, so he married Luciana Barossa, who he met when she was working at a bar, and he was 
being like, oh, I'm going to be a bartender for the night. And they met, they fell honestly, in love. Luckiest bartender in the whole world. <laughs> like, honestly, there's, I almost was like, I should become a bartender. Just <laughs> you, never, you never know who might pop by. What's McConaughey up to? <laughs> luckiest bartender in the world. And they're and still together. They're still together. They're still together. And they both, well, yeah, I think all of them did lockdown in Ireland and they just became, everybody was obsessed with them and everybody was saying they're a lovely couple. Oh, yeah. a very nice family. Very polite. Children are very polite. If, so he's if, done well. He's done well. So a mini was briefly engaged to Josh Brolin. Oh, yeah. Oh. Ma- she could you- have had Streisand as her oh, mother-in-law. Can I you mean, imagine? Marry him for that reason alone. Oh. Uh, then she dated Harrison Ford, Chris Angel. Well, you, you whizzed past Harrison Ford pretty fast. What? I didn't know she did that. It was very well, yeah, well done. Very oh. And she's now with Addison O'Dea, a National Geographic filmmaker. Oh, okay. She's gone intellectual. Nice. I guess we've got sort of three questions, Monica, that we, this whole podcast really is about. You know, we're not just spectators you know driving by and rubbernecking you know an accident We're not just gossip mongers yes a, an accident on the motorway that is celebrity romance we want to learn something from mm. it so Minnie and Matt they seem to have everything they're both so gorgeous they're both so hip you know they're both so good together why do you think it was such a brief but beautiful romance why did it work out I think that the pressure that they were both under would have been really impossible. I think it would have been a very, very rare set of people that could have made it through that. Mm. Particularly, I think, like Matt, from what I know about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's kind of story, they really consider this. Although I didn't, I think I didn't think about how they went to Harvard and stuff. So I don't know how, how much of like a normal guy is caught up in a crazy thing that that story really is. But that was certainly the kind of like prevailing narrative was like, these are just two regular guys and they've fallen into, you know, making an Oscar winning film. And I think that having to deal with that change of your sense of yourself and bring a partner along for that would be really hard. Yeah. I, yeah, I think it'd be nearly impossible. Mm-hmm. I know it's a, it's a common answer we have in this podcast of why couldn't the couple make it? It's often the pressure, the pressure, the pressure. But Pressure is really tough. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's often is the reason you get these two young hot people. It's yeah, I'm, I'm with Monica. There's no, I think the pressure is just int- way too intense. All that success in that year, the amount of people that would have been clamoring for their attention together and separately, it would have been crazy. I think. Yeah. I find it tough to like see my boyfriend that often, and like we live together and <laughs> are successful. <laughs> Both really bad and broke, and we still struggle to see each other and hang out and have a good time. So it's very I can common. only imagine. It's Oscar winners have historically very bad luck romantically. Very true. And That's think- half the reason I love to watch Oscar speeches because they're thanking someone who they're almost one hundred percent not together with anymore. Yeah, yeah, great. Because Matt Damon, it was like, it wasn't just that he was the hot young actor. It was, he's a hot young actor. He wrote the screenplay. Yeah, it's the writer thing as well. He's, he's smart a writer. and hot. And then there's the whole Ben Affleck, Matt Damon bromance. Everybody mm-hmm. fell in love with them. And mm. then also he dated, he's, he's, he's in love with the real girl from the film. Yeah, it's true. He had both of those relationships were so popular the him and ben thing was such and people tried to pit them against each other as well so he had probably lots of difficulty in that friendship for a while of them like sort of half half competing so he went there a lot matt 
He went from what? So, um, I mean, still this- fuck him for doing that on, on Oprah. <laughs> and so this is what Minnie says. Years later, so this is quite recently, I did see Matt Damon on the beach and I had not had a conversation with him seriously since we made the film. Fucking hell. I like wow. she calls him Matt Damon as well. That's so yeah. like removed. <laughs> that was last summer and it was actually very nice to see him and his kids and his wife and it all felt quite middle-aged actually, which was reassuring. I feel so much of the folly of youth went on with our initial relationship. Like it was amazing and tabloidy. So that was nice to just have a sort of middle-aged conversation about the weather and stuff. Mm-hmm. She's over it. They're both over it. So it wasn't, we're not over it. <laughs> it wasn't that long a relationship, was it? Exactly, no. Yeah, like yeah. what, like seven eight, or eight months it felt like? Well, I guess maybe during that year time. And, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I suppose, yeah, by the time the film got made, yeah, you're right. So now Still we a year. the second big question, Monica. Obviously, in every splish, you know, this grey, it's a spectrum, you know, we're all, you know, somewhere along it. But we think in every splish, there is a winner and <laughs> there is a loser. So uh. binary. <laughs> it's binary. When it comes to splits, it's binary. So when it comes to the great splish between Mini Driver and Matt Damon, who thrived and who simply survived? Who won the breakup? I... I... It has to be Matt Damon. I think it has to be Matt Damon. It's very unpleasant for the one who behaved worse to win. But if we're going... Very rare for us as well, but you're right, Monica. I mean, come on. He's up there accepting the Oscar. He's on the front of the magazine cover smooching another incredibly famous actress. Yeah. If if someone has to have won, and I don't necessarily agree that they do, (laughs) (laughs) then I would say Matt Damon. Matt, Matt Damon. Damon Do you Matt think so, Grania? I mean, you know, I like to root for an underdog, and <laughs> Minnie is. I, I feel like she's she's gonna. I'm waiting for not a comeback. She's had a really long, amazing career. She's a brilliant writer. She's such a good actress. She does such interesting stuff. But I would love her for her to get like you know, Richard E. Grant had that part in Can You yeah. Forgive Me? I'd love. I'd like Minnie her to be Driver. like in a. Like in a Mike White show, put her in like White Lotus mm. 3, something like that. Yeah. I feel like yeah. I've so seen her be great in something recently. I think it's not a question of who's winning at life because they're both winning at life. Mm. But if you look Very at the, so. the 90s context of the breakup, I think there's no question. things were yeah. quite fireworks for him. And she was kind of on the back foot from the moment that yeah. he went on, on Oprah, which is not her yeah. fault in any way. <laughs> oh, Oprah. Yeah, it was rough. Oprah. <laughs> I wonder if she's ever been on Oprah as well. I don't think I've ever seen Minnie Driver on Oprah. Now that would be a, rough. That would be a pay per view. <laughs> yeah, that would. <laughs> so, Monica, we do have one more question to put to you. Mm. We do have our final, final, final question. It's nothing to do with this couple at all. Okay, <laughs> so you can totally forget about Matt and Minnie. Um, but there is a lovely lady, lovely lady out there. Who's kind of the patron saint of our podcast. We're obsessed with her. We feel like she's never quite found someone that really matches up to her. So we like to ask our guests to put their thinking caps on. This includes you now. And try and think of someone who you think can match up with her. It doesn't, gender is unimportant. But if they're with someone, we think anyone would step aside. Okay. Because we're asking you to find someone to be with the one, the only, Cher. Oh, my God. I know, it's tough. Wow. Who could handle being with Cher? I think Cher has made it very clear that Cher 
is the rich white man mm-hmm. in her relationship. So it feels like it doesn't need to be a wealthy or famous or successful person. Mm-hmm. I hear you. So yeah. I you think going? it should yeah. just be like the coolest guy in a mid-sized American city that has ever sat next to Cher on a plane. So just a, a normal. I think I, a, I think a normal. As 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 what Matt Demi would say, a civilian. A civilian. civilian. An incredibly civilian. cool civilian. What age are we talking? Her age. Oh, her age. Oh. A cool civilian. Maybe someone who works like, who runs like a silk textile company or something oh, like I that. Oh, I love that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I think something- a younger guy would be too, a younger guy plus a civilian might be too much of a power differential. Mm-hmm. But if he was yeah. old enough to have his own thing going on, to be like confident in himself, to have lived a, a life where he has not share level of cool life experience, but he's had a life full of experience. And his well. own stuff as well. You know, yeah. he spent 10 years in Guadalajara doing God knows what, that type of thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So I I'm think go- I fancy this guy. I'm going <laughs> to need- talk about him. I'm going to, because I want something specific. I'm going to, Ask you, Monica, for a name and a, a city or a state or a town that this guy is from, just so we help. Okay. Uh, Luke. Luke. Luke's good name. Because I'm, yeah. pic- I'm picturing like Luke from Gilmore Girls. Oh, okay. Nice. Like good a little as well. older Luke from yeah, Gilmore Girls. Girl but still the bone structure. And maybe he's from yeah. like Chicago. Oh, Ooh, good one. Yeah. That's a you can good tell city. she writes characters, guys. Yes. <laughs> it's, in, it's in her. Coming Luke out. Luke from Chicago. Wait, <laughs> Luke ev- from Chicago. Do, honestly, whenever the Obamas talk about Chicago, I forget that I'm not from Chicago. Because I was like, I love yeah, Yes. <laughs> I just like, we keep a, um, a spreadsheet of all the answers that all our guests gave. And I like that one was going to be Luke from Chicago. <laughs> this is going to be Just a regular there. guy. Just a regular guy who can really handle it. He can stand he up can there. He can handle winter. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He can, he can stand in the rain. He'll stand in the rain with Cher. That's right. Uh, <laughs> I also think that's maybe more what Cher's looking for these days. Mm. Is like, I would hope just so. Someone to be a cool hang. Yeah. Someone yeah. who's not intimidated by her, but also mm-hmm. isn't into the fame thing themselves and just wants to chill out. Yeah. Just come on a flight with me. Let's just go to Florida. That kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> wow. She just wants a simple, just wants a simple life. Yeah. Amazing. That was great. Oh, Thank you so much. What, what a, a great choice. What a, and what a great guest you've been. Oh, my oh, God. Thank you so much for having me. Amazing couple choice. <laughs> um, Loved can, every second of it. Can you remind our listeners, if they're fans, if they're fans of the whole world of breakups mm. and like a laugh while they're thinking a good about laugh. it too. A good laugh. Who does? Come on. In the world we live in, treat yourself to a laugh. Come on. Honestly, I loved it. Yes. Do remind our listeners where they can get but, more of but you. But only our listeners it. who can read. Yes. <laughs> be okay. able to read. Or audiobook, well, maybe. Oh, it is an audiobook. It's available oh, an audiobook. Go. Really good, actually. Is that on paperback September 28th and is available on audiobook already. And we can find you on socials anywhere as well. Yeah, I'm at Monica Heisey on Instagram and Twitter if anyone is still hanging out there. No one is, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on threads or have you given up completely? Did anyone really go into threads? I think I did one post on threads that said, hope this is over soon. And I think I was and right. It was. You were right. Yeah, she yeah. called it. She called it. it. See, that's the kind of people we get in our show. They can predict things. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Monica. It was an absolute pleasure. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. The Way They Were is an Amanda Redman production produced by Abby Weaver and Amanda Redman. We want to hear your celebrity couple crush. So 
email us on thewaytheywerepod at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter at thewaytheywerepod and we're on Instagram at thewaytheywerepodcast. Thanks to you for listening. Until the next time, goodbye. Goodbye. The, the way, way they, they were. were. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, podcast listener. Do you love talking about movies, music, TV, comics, and games? Then you should be listening to The Great Pop Culture Debate, back in bigger than ever for season nine. This season, the panelists discuss the best James Bond film, the best Elton John single, the best Nickelodeon original series, the best Batman villain, and so much more. Find the show wherever you listen to podcasts or head to greatpopculturedebate.com. More than 100 topics are already available. Subscribe today.